Hello. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything You Never Need to Know. It was day 10 of the lockdown. He was busy completing the latest Instagram challenge he was tagged in. Favorite movie, favorite food, favorite drink, and so on. He did it in a flash as he had done hundreds of these in the last few days. What else was one supposed to do? He'd run out of TV shows and movies to watch by day 5 and was on a TikTok and Instagram spree recently. holding on to his mobile for sanity as are most of us a calendar notification reminded him of an upcoming office call with disdain he quickly dialed into the office call where one more big shot was busy talking about the latest virus impact using words such as unheard of economy and so on he was only half listening because he had heard this too many times by now there was something new in today's call though The head announced that there will be a freeze in their variable payouts until further notice and that while this month's salary was on its way next month's salary status would be assessed thereafter. He felt the heat rising in his chest now. The feeling that he did not get while seeing the news report millions of people walking hundreds of kilometers home. He was feeling it now. The feeling of being unprotected, being exposed as if one more gust of wind would break away his reality. He contacted his friends across other companies and gathered that everyone had heard a similar version of the speech. What seemed like a frustrating home containment with playful ribbing became something else. All he could think about now were his home loans, the EMI payments for his phone, his sister's marriage, and his bank balance. All this while the notification on his Instagram kept piling on. Till this point in his life, his successes, failures, growth, and change were pretty much driven by his desire and will. supplemented by what he termed as divine intervention or luck for the first time he felt truly helpless and at the mercy of the things he couldn't control for where can you even start to find a job or to restart business in this economic climate this will be the story that many of us will go through in the coming days as instagram challenges give way to worries about our incomes and tiktok templates give way to testing times but believe it or not as a species we've been through more bad times than good Our genetic memories trigger the fear of being eaten or killed even in the comfort of our own bedrooms. That is why we woken with a start every time we hear a startling noise even when we are asleep. For it is only in the last 70 or so years that we have known anything close to comfort and safety. The industrial revolution combined with the technological golden age put us on the road to utopia. Unfortunately, the entire planet has collectively hit a speed bump and a big one at that. Whichever way you slice it, the impact of this virus on humanity will be heavy. Apart from the death toll, which is nowhere close to being over, the economic toll of the entire world being on pause is almost unimaginable. Even the big and so-called stable companies are sounding the sirens. For many startups and small and medium businesses, this might be the end of the road. Even greater could be the psychological toll on the upcoming generations. Will we remember free and open travel as nostalgia? Will this be the end of job security? Will we live our lives in fear of being infected? But as I said, good times are the exceptions when it comes to us. We were in a similar, if not worse situation as recently as a century ago. It was the 1920s or the roaring 20s as it was called, an era of dizzying economic growth in the United States which the entire world pretty much piggybacked on. The explosion of consumerism, easy access to capital, and the ability of any earning member of the society to go after the american dream and go after it they did but when things go up they must come down and come down 
It did. The Great Depression of the 1930s was a direct result of the previous era, with the stock market collapsing, access to capital and credit almost freezing, and almost 30% of the population becoming jobless. The starkness of the change was almost too much to bear for many, with suicides hitting an all-time high, fathers abandoning families in what was then called a poor man's divorce, millions of teenagers and youngsters moved out of their parents' houses out of shame and became homeless migrants, settling down in shanty towns called Hoovervilles. To add to this, America faced the single biggest drought in the last thousand years during the 1930s. The movie Inception drew inspiration from this real-life dust bowl for its premise. Storms of dust that covered almost 100 million acres, destroying all crops that stood in the way. This led to food shortage and rationing of essential supplies. After the onset of the Depression, radio broadcasts, who were once used to advertising about new cars and houses to be bought, were busy broadcasting recipes for cheap potluck dinners and instructions on growing vegetable gardens. This lasted not for a month, not for a quarter, not for a year, but for 10 long years. It was the best of times and suddenly it became the worst of times. Was it all doom and gloom? No, not really. Because we as a species are pretty dense in reading signals. At the face of abject misery, you will always find one person who will advise people to be positive. This is the same human condition that causes many of us to take wild risks despite seemingly unsurmountable odds and many of us to be pathologically positive even in the face of Armageddon. The Great Depression turned out to be a big reset that the society did not know that it needed. Apart from the important things like social securities, PFs, unemployment benefits and other boring important economic benefits that came out of the Depression, one interesting improvisation that caught my eye was in fashion. The Roaring Twenties saw a rise in consumerism, as I said previously. The depression that followed put an abrupt stop to it. But people still needed clothes, you know, for regular everyday use. And households did not have money to buy food, let alone new clothes. In fact, they barely had enough to buy flour and chicken feed bags that usually came in cloth bags. Ingenious housewives saw the number of empty cloth bags lying around in their houses and started stitching clothes for kids and family out of the used flower bags. It became so widespread that manufacturers noticed that the demand for certain distributors peaked while others lagged. They eventually realized that housewives and kids preferred a particular pattern and were going around hunting for those specific flower bags with that exact same pattern. Teenage kids were tasked by the mothers to go scout for that specific pattern at the flower shops. In an era when almost all movie theatres were shut down due to the crisis and limited means of entertainment existed, this became the national pastime. Flower manufacturers then began designing different fabric patterns with brand names that could be washed away later. They competed on whose fabric pattern was more attractive. A unique turn of events, isn't it? A Great Depression causes poverty, which in turn causes a dearth in spending power which leads to human ingenuity finding a quirky solution and the market adopting the very same solution. Examples like this created a generation of people, your and my grandparents, who were very resourceful, resilient and forward-looking. This explains why our great-grandparents are usually the emotionally strongest of the family and also explains why they refused to throw the old sari out because she could probably make another Taj Mahal out of it. There's a certain level of optimistic denial for examples like above to happen. 
one needs to know fully within their bones that the doom looms and then willfully reject it and do whatever the hell they wanted to anyways that streak is within us as human beings there was no going back to the pre great depression era for them there was no going back to the pre world war for the preceding generation likewise there is no going back to the pre 2020 or pre covid for us but when things do go back to rhythm however constrained and however strained it might be be on the lookout for these streaks of ingenuity do not judge your young ones and the upcoming generation based on standards and rules that you were brought up on reward the ingenuity reward the curiosity and a spirit of optimistic denial in whichever field you work in one year ago all of us readily judged and made fun of people who lived self sufficiently off the grid at remote places not so crazy now isn't it 3 months ago if i had told you to buy basic food and supplies for the next couple of months as we'll all be imprisoned in our own homes you would have probably avoided eye contact with me and quickly walked on therefore please don't preach doom and gloom to the people who want to make it better is usually the optimistic idiots who have always changed the world in the now legendary monty python and the holy grail the protagonist king arthur comes across a black knight who guards a bridge the black knight is arrogant and refuses entry to king arthur king arthur extremely skilled in sword play makes quick work of the black knight and severed one of his limbs and asks the black knight to surrender the black knight sees his severed blood spurting arm and responds with arrogance and optimism this but a scratch translates into just a scratch for humanity's only hope is not the vaccine that's just a bandaid or an emergency suture on the current wound humanity's only hope is a young generation of girls and boys who are currently locked down who are now seeing millions of migrant labor including kids walking hundreds of kilometers home and thinking that's not fair humanity's only hope is a population of middle class teenagers who are currently locked down who later realize that some of their friends wouldn't be rejoining them at school because they would be busy supporting their daily wage earning parents and for them to then think that that's not fair humanity's only hope is a young aspirational well learning citizens who are currently safely locked down seeing migrant labor being hosed down and thinking that's not fair because i wasn't hosed down when i came back from italy last month remember that in the days to come many of us will lose our jobs but we will find new ones many of us will face failures in the personal and professional fronts but will overcome it with new successes many of us might be hurt by the personal and socio economic costs of this disease but we will all heal we will heal we will recover and we will find new growth only through human ingenuity and kindness a saying that applies to war and viruses should also apply to general society no woman man or child left behind this virus will be the harbinger of bad times the psychological dust bowl of our generation the precursor to possibly the greatest depression we have ever seen humanity will be tested once more maybe to its very limit almost none of us will come out unscathed for these are the worst of our times but luckily for us we do some of our best work in the worst of times we will all be battered bruised bleeding and broken by the end of this many of us will be left in emotional and financial tatters by the end of this like our grandmothers before us and their great great grandmothers said before them tis but a scratch find your floral pattern flower bag be kind and make things better however you can and that brings us to the end of this week's episode of everything you never need to know until next week